0: The Singletracks Podcast is brought to you by TPC, the pros' closet. Spring is the perfect time to upgrade, and TPC has an industry-leading selection of new and certified pre-owned bikes, plus frames, wheels, and accessories. Each certified pre-owned bike is inspected, tested, and serviced, and every bike includes 30-day returns. Visit tpc.bike forward slash singletracks and enter code singletracks40 to save $40 on every order over 200 That's the pros closet at tpc.bike slash singletracks and look for the link and coupon code in the show notes. Hey everybody, welcome to the Singletracks podcast. My name is Jeff, and today my guest is Travis Tomczak. Travis is the Global Marketing Director at Forge & Bond. The company manufactures bike wheels and accessories using a lightweight material known as fusion fiber. Thanks for joining us, Travis. Right
1: on. Thanks for having me, Jeff.
0: So before we get into talking about fusion fiber, let's talk a little bit about carbon fiber and how that's used to make mountain bike rims in particular. How does the process generally work?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, most of, most, if not all of the carbon composites that are in our space are typically a thermoset base, meaning that it's, Hmm. you have a a carbon fiber textile Mm -hmm. mixed with an epoxy, a glue. And that's, I mean, that is how, again, the wheels, the, Frames, whatever handlebars, that are, they're all laid up that way and, and mm-hmm. done with. The epoxy is the bonding agent that okay. then is you know cured, hand laid, etc. Hmm.
0: Okay, and so yeah, when you're making something like a rim, you're you have like a mold, I'm guessing, right? And and you inlay this carbon fiber, which is sort of like a fabric, right? It's like a textile type of thing. So yeah, like what's what's the process like in terms of? Correct of shaping that material uh, into something like a carbon rim.
1: Yeah. So with a, with a standard carbon rim, you're going to have to, um, so you, the base material is refrigerated. Hmm. So okay. which, uh takes quite a bit of energy. You have to refrigerate it. It has a shelf life. It comes out. It is in a big sheet, mm-hmm. like uh, again, like a textile, mm-hmm. you have to cut it roughly into that, that shape, mm-hmm. and then it's laid up in pieces by generally by hand, okay. um, and that's often why most of it is done in Asia because okay. you need the you need that labor, it's very labor intensive, that lower cost skilled labor to do so, and then it is like you mentioned put into a mold and uh, formed, and it has one thermo cycle, and hopefully that goes well. If not, <laughs> then it is landfill. Right. Yeah. So it's it's labor intensive. It is energy intensive, and you know, obviously, with many things, when you involve the more hands you get involved, Mm -hmm. potentially the more issues you can have. Yeah. uh, As well, obviously, there are very skilled uh, factories at this too. Right. Like, I mean, we all ride carbon. Most of us ride carbon frame bikes that we love and and work great.
0: Yeah. So when you're talking about that material, like sort of that carbon fiber fabric, you mentioned it needs to be refrigerated, which I guess a lot of, a lot of people probably don't realize that. And also when you're laying it up, is it like multiple layers? Like, do you just put one layer of this carbon fiber material or are you sort of layering it in to kind of get these like different properties out of the the thing you're trying to make?
1: Uh Yeah. Great question. Yeah. You're, you're going to layer it up and, and it's, um, I'm not an engineer, right. But like, there are different theories on it, on how you would labor, layer up your carbon fiber, where it needs to be. And that, that generally creates your, whatever the right quality is that you're looking for stiffness, weight, mm. compliance, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you know, this process obviously has been around for a long time. I mean, bike stuff has been made from carbon fiber for a long time. I don't know the history about it, but I feel like maybe it was frames first that we saw, like probably late nineties-ish, but the process has been around, the materials have been around. What are some of the challenges associated with carbon fiber manufacturing as it sort of has traditionally been done?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, carbon fiber, I think we're roughly, I mean, don't, I mean, I guess you'll quote me on it, but I guess it's probably been about three decades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been done the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the challenges, I, I mean, I kind of mentioned them a little bit before, but I mean, we've, we've seen it go in stages, right. And, and originally carbon fiber was very expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and then obviously scales of economy and, and more factories and, and, you know, figuring out efficiencies, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: et cetera, have brought that price point considerably—not all, in all cases—down. But it has mm-hmm. where an entry-level road bike or whatever used used to always be alloy or
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know, or another material. Now, now it is carbon. Right. But the the challenges of traditional thermoset manufacturing is it is labor-intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Again, that is why much of it is done in Asia. Mm-hmm. It has specific properties too, from a performance aspect that that create challenges. When specifically we're talking about, you know, you know, in our case today, we're talking about wheels mm-hmm. of it, whether you're you're going to have to sacrifice something to right to get an end result. And then there's there's certainly the the unfortunate sustainability responsible manufacturing Mm. challenge of it. It is, it is very dirty, Mm. you know, uses a lot of toxins. It's uses a ton of energy. It is extremely wasteful. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of landfill scrap and it lives for a long time. Mm. You know, it's not, it's, it's not biodegradable. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good points. And yeah. So Carbon fiber, too. I mean, obviously, you know, I think the the first thing that people saw it um, as being useful for was to make bike components lighter, lighter weight. And it does a really good job at that. And then it's also it, – it can be very stiff. But are there – limitations in terms of the performance of it. Like we've heard that you can kind of adjust the layups and things like that to get various like materials properties that you want out of carbon fiber. But I'm wondering if there are other performance limitations in terms of like the the bonding materials and, and that sort of thing that, that carbon faces.
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, speaking you know, this is on the thermoset, uh, traditional carbon side of where where you run into these challenges. I mean, you we've seen it. You can make you can make alloy super light, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason yeah. why the world, for now at least, has has moved, you know, has thought that carbon is a sub- superior material is is its strength to weight ratio mm-hmm. right and then the idea that it can reduce vibrations and things like that in the ride yeah and speaking i'll speak to wheels right because that's what we're we're doing and and you know i don't want to pretend i know how to make a bike frame or anything <laughs> right. like that uh, at the moment in the wheel aspect like one of those things i, I mentioned before too is the the challenges of manufacturing and using thermoset mm-hmm. with a with a wheel and we'll, we'll talk a mountain wheel, like the attributes you're generally looking for is like, you want a wheel that, that's going to provide you confidence. It needs to be a durable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Can't break underneath it. It needs to provide confidence or control. Mm-hmm. So you want a wheel that tracks really well. Right. And then you also want a wheel that is stiff. You want it to hold you up in, in the corners and you want your energy transfer to, you know, when you put it into the pedals, you want it to come out,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that that is a big challenge to mm-hmm. uh, of traditional thermoset uh, products, where you can make a wheel that is. You know, often the term is used, uh, uh, the term that's used is compliancy or a mm-hmm. compliant wheel, mm-hmm. right? And that wheel, that's often why you see the modern shape of wheels too mm. um, out there. We use the term kind of a pancake shape, where it's yeah. they become much flatter. Mm-hmm. And that's to be, get a wheel that is more compliant. So mm. in that straight line rock garden element, you get a uh, you, the ride characteristic that you get is that, or your targeting is that it doesn't ping off of things. Yeah. Now you can do that in thermostat. You can get that wheel. Some of us may have ridden wheels that are you know truly very compliant. Uh, you know, for example, the Zip Moto. Mm-hmm. So that's a very compliant wheel, in a straight line and uh, tracks well in that straight line. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you can make a wheel on the, like if we remember, you know, previous generation, I mean, even some current generation, again, thermoset like downhill wheels, they're, they're really stiff and, you, and it has that shape uh, that's like a deeper, yeah. deeper dish wheel, right? Because it needs to be really strong and cuz those guys are putting a lot of torque on the wheels and and in and, and the corners etc. Mhm. The unfortunate side of thermoset in that that scenario is you really you can't have both.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: You
1: you get one or the other. So
0: Yeah. And it's dictated by the shape not the material?
1: No, it's 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 both. So Okay if you want that stiff feeling, you got to go for the shape. If you want that compliant feeling, I mean, that is also by the shape, but that's due to the nature of thermoset.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So yes, it's the, the you're, you're limited from an engineering standpoint by the, the shape. Again, I'm not an engineer, so some engineer may argue some element of that, but for the most part, that material, a thermoset base is going to drive you to having to use a specific shape Mm -hmm. or you know inspire a shape to get the ride quality. So what that means is again you can have a wheel that that feels great straight line but then mm-hmm. it, when you throw it in a corner it's going to fold or or flex quite a bit underneath you. Yeah. On the flip side you can get a you can build a wheel that is very stiff and going to hold up in in the corners. However, it will you'll get that pingy feel mm-hmm. which we've all probably felt mm-hmm. from a carbon wheel as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So now let's get into fusion fiber and talk about how it's different from traditional thermoset carbon fiber. Um, let's start with the materials. What what's different about the materials in a fusion fiber product?
2: Yeah. So
1: this is the primary, or yeah, one of a few of the primary differences. But and then the this is where it gets complicated to um, describe, or or for the hmm. uh, for often it to understand as it is still a carbon wheel it is still a carbon material. Right. And when, and because it's carbon has been made the same way for 30 years, it gets, people are like, how, what, why, how we are truly, (laughs) I mean, to use a cliche term, reinventing the wheel. Mm. So the fusion fiber starts with a different matrix. Okay. So the base material still has carbon fiber in it. Okay. However, the bonding agent is in current fusion fiber is nylon. Okay. As opposed to epoxy. Gotcha. So then our, so actually, like, you know, I mentioned that a thermoset material has to be refrigerated, Mm -hmm. has a curing point. That's because of the epoxy. Okay. Right. Our base material can sit on a pallet at room temperature Mm. and is unaffected and has no shelf life. Okay. And because of that, it actually and hence our name Forge and Bond, it actually goes through multiple thermo cycles to get our our end product. Hmm. Think about it. I mean this is a very elementary way of looking at it, but like if you take a plastic bottle and you heat it up, mm-hmm. you can form it right right And then you heat up heat it up again, you can change mm-hmm. its shape again, and you can mm-hmm. keep doing that. Right. Right. So and then if you think about like take uh, uh, your most basic Home Depot epoxy like JB Weld, Mm -hmm. once it's set, it's set. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no no heating it up, changing it again so that the difference in the basement of uh, with that um, with that nylon being the bonding agent as opposed to epoxy. Okay. then what also makes fusion fiber is the process and that is a really high tech advanced process that is primarily robotic hmm. there are very few hands that are involved in the process mm-hmm. basically the tape goes into a specific machine that lays it up per a per a, you know a computer generated program mm-hmm. so there's no where that would typically take many hands to lay that up. Mm -hmm. We lay it up in what we call a radial cross ply. And that, that affects the strength of, of the wheel, Mm -hmm. the, the, the ride qualities we're looking for. Um, So that, that, and that radial cross ply is a bunch of like 45, 90 degree Mm -hmm. angles. And when it comes out of that machine, it is already in a, a circular shape. Then it would goes into another machine, it is bonded it is it is heated mm-hmm. up again so another thermo uh, so a thermocycle and it comes out basically like sheet metal okay yeah. so you have a flat sheet metal shape of a that's in a circle then it goes into a, another forge
2: mm-hmm.
1: so over a mold and gets gets Pressed down heated and pr- and pressed down mm-hmm. um and that becomes uh you have half a rim at that point. You gotta do some trimmings, um, which again all the trimmings from our from uh from at this stage get thrown into basically a wood chipper and mm-hmm. uh that material that we call it chop is uh used into other other goods. Mm. Yeah. For Forge and Bond right now, that's a that's a tire lever. But we also sell that material off to adjacent companies. We have aerospace companies and prosthetics and things like that where it can be used. So it's truly a circular. Uh, it is a circular product path. Mm-hmm. And then you do you know you, you so we've made one side of a rim. We do it again, uh, and then it's you know, we put a spoke bed in there and bond it actually together again using heat and pressure. And
0: that's roughly a wheel, okay, cool, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's still the same carbon fiber fibers that you're starting with. The difference is the bonding agent, the thing that glues it all together, that gives it sort of its shape, and then the other difference is is that it's formed into a sheet first, like you're not putting into a mold that is like let's say the shape of a rim uh you're not putting these like you know, flexible sheets of carbon and then pouring the liquid epoxy in, what you're actually doing is you're starting with a sheet that's already bonded. It's got that nylon and the carbon fiber together. And then you're actually shaping that sheet. Is that, is that kind of a a good explanation?
1: Yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. We, we, yeah, it, it, we call it a tape. It basically does come on this
2: spool, mm-hmm.
1: and that is already a carbon impregnated with nylon. And okay, that's the material. That's it. Yeah. So again, it's like you mentioned, it's not like a. It's not done in the fact in the manner of how we mentioned before, like a textile where you mm-hmm. do have the big sheet. You got to cut it all out. Mm-hmm. We have a tape that goes on a spool. It goes into this machine, and cuts it into smaller pieces and it it is already in the shape of a wheel it is you know that it, mm. it is a circle it's a donut you know there's a hole yeah. in the middle and and the rim is on the outside so it's not this massive sheet of carbon that we have to cut into multiple pieces it's mm-hmm. really efficient and there's minimal minimal waste
0: yeah well so i mean it, i guess we should mention though a lot of carbon now is not hand cut anymore. I mean, people are using laser cut. um, They're using computer programs to kind of lay out sort of the shape to minimize waste. And also, yeah. So the process though is for fusion fiber is kind of like two parts, right? Like where you're making the rim is a different location than where this tape is being made. Is that, is that accurate?
1: That's correct. Yeah. The tape uh, we get from a, from a supplier uh, in the U.S. and then uh, it is shipped to Gunnison, Utah, Central Utah, where everything is manufactured.
0: Okay, cool. So, what what are the performance advantages then of fusion fiber over a traditional thermoset carbon fiber?
1: Yeah. So we you know we touched on those ride characteristics of compliance and stiffness on uh, and the pluses and minuses there of mm-hmm. what you can achieve with thermoset. With fusion fiber and a thermoplastic wheel, the, th- the performance aspects that you get is you get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. to be on, on that ride quality of you, you get a damp wheel. Mm-hmm. So it works legitimately like having a damper in your rear yeah. suspension of your bike as well. And then we are able to create the shape we want and format the wheel to give it make it laterally stiff mm-hmm. and then also because of that micro flexing that the nylon provides it is very durable mm. it is more impact resistant yeah so you get a, the, mainly the things that most mountain bikers are looking for a a wheel that is more durable a wheel that is uh more you know to use the common term of compliant, uh, you know, mm-hmm. provides confidence or comfort because it's reducing the vibrations. It's giving you more traction and then, you know, the stiffness to hold you up and in and, and the corners.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for me, too, like I, I kind of think about the materials and like carbon fiber, that resin, once it's cured, you know, it's it's quite stiff. It's quite, uh, you know, it's almost feels brittle, and I think that's what people, especially when carbon fiber first came out in bike stuff, people were worried like, oh, how is this stuff fail? Is it just going to like shatter? And, you know, again, the material, it feels like that.
1: I'm not going to say like it's brittle, but there is a different. Um, so a, a thermostat wheel compared to a fusion fiber wheel, when they break, I mean, we we take everything in testing right to to its point of failure. Mm-hmm. And they are... The response is different. Right. So, that initial onset of a, when I say an initial onset, that's when the anvil drops and that's when the wheel has been technically compromised. Mm-hmm. The initial onset point of, for where we have tested uh, competitive uh, thermoset wheels, that wheel is completely toast. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's the scary part of generally riding carbon wheels, right? Right. Yeah. And as mountain bikers, we've seen it. We've all we've all watched, seen the videos, and and seen that catastrophic failure. And that is that's all I think in almost every mountain biker, back of every mountain biker's mind, of when they ride a carbon wheel, right? That
0: this could yeah
1: fail and fail horribly.
0: Whereas the the nylon material is like what you would find on like a saddle base for example that's it, they've been using nylon for years for that and most of us can kind of imagine like you, we know what a saddle base feels like it's kind of flexible um nylon's also used for pedals the like composite pedals that a lot of people run and so yeah is it like a similar material in terms of its chemical makeup the polymer that you're using for fusion fiber or is it is it tweaked a little bit
1: you know what I'm not sure I got a feeling my guess is probably not I think those are probably way more plastic or nylon mm-hmm. in in those layups than what we're using uh, just be, again because of the uh, mm-hmm. the structural
2: ent-
1: element that it needs right you need your saddle to flex way more than a mm-hmm. than a wheel but again I I don't know
0: right. And it's a polymer, and so it can be like chemically altered to to give it those different properties. I guess.
1: A hundred, yeah. You can have different percentages. You can also because it is a polymer, it could be a different polymer, right? Like right. there are a lot of different polymers out there. So I, I don't know. But uh, back to that that failure point, mm-hmm. the fusion fiber when it hits, you know, is hit that initial onset by the anvil it just means that in our situation, it just shows that it was compromised Mm -hmm. at times that that still means that the wheels holding the tire is even still holding air.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And then we take it well beyond that and give it multiple more hits till we, we say that it's at its ultimate point, Mm -hmm. but that never in my experience has ever been to the point of absolute catastrophic failure. Mm. Right? Like it is it's it's a cracked wheel that like if you had to roll out, you can roll out. And mm. in, in testing, been in, been through that personally. Mm. You know, and yeah. you know, rode a wheel off a off a drop, hit a square edge rock. And you know, this was before obviously a production wheel or whatever. And and yeah. Mm. It lost tire pressure and you know and as like, you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna see if this thing can do it again. <laughs> and hit, Rolled right off, hit the exact same rock in the exact same place, and the wheel and just kept rolling and rolled, rode the bike out for two miles Hmm. on, you know, with the tire was still on, but like no air, and it rolled. It was still still round.
0: (laughs) Wow. So, is it more expensive to manufacture rims from fusion fiber from carbon? i'm looking at like a forge and bond 30 em wheel set is like twenty six hundred bucks which is it's a slight premium over like say a set from reynolds or industry nine so is it the the performance that you're getting or is it the manufacturing process that's more difficult like what's what's kind of the the price difference between them
1: yeah so i mean that's a great question it gets asked a lot right and especially when we you don't have the the half an hour to explain the difference between thermoset and everything. Mm -hmm. The, there, there is an initial, we are doing something that nobody has ever done before. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and to our knowledge, making a hollow form out of a structural hollow form out of, out of thermoplastic. We are the only ones that we are aware of Mm. that uh, uh, have done so. And, there are initial, there's quite a bit of investment costs mm. in that, mm-hmm. right? We have machines that are very, very, you know, all this automated elements and the figuring out how to do it. These machines mm-hmm. are really expensive mm. and very rare. And uh, so there's that cost. There is the US manufacturing cost. Right. I mean, this is the cost of making something in the U S and employing, paying people decent wages. And you know, that that has an overhead cost and providing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: providing benefits and in doing the right thing. Right. That is there. And like we started the conversation, you know, originally general carbon bikes were really expensive. Right. (laughs) Right. So it, it, it takes time for, you know, for things to, to grow and, and scale and, and be, and to figure out the efficiencies and to overcome those initial investment costs and, Mm -hmm. and what, and whatnot. So yeah, that's, that's where it's at. You know, you do, there is a, also you pay for an element of craftsmanship. Right. There as well. Right. Right. Like there, I mean, when you talk about those other, a lot of our competitors, I mean, you really break it down. The process and materials and those things are all the same. Mm right? Like they're made the exact same way with roughly the same materials you're paying for an engineering expertise and a, a quality that you presume is there behind X brand.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And that's, 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 uh, most consumer goods out there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, why is X more expensive than Y? And it's often because there's, you know, that a level of craftsmanship that's behind one or the other or, or mm-hmm. technology. And that, that is also there with Fortune Bond. Yeah. You, know, you are paying for a level of technology that only we can currently provide. Mm. And that is not only the fact that it's recyclable, but there is a performance aspect to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And made in the U.S. So for sure, all of that kind of adds up.
1: Yeah, and that's a big part of it.
0: So one of the selling points for Fusion Fiber is that it's recyclable. So is it like infinitely recyclable or is it going to degrade each time you go through? You mentioned that Forge and Bond has tire levers, but like, could you take the scraps and turn them into a new rim or or do you need to kind of downgrade it to to something like a tire lever?
1: So it's a, it's a complex question because yes and no. <laughs> it is the... The material is recyclable, mm-hmm. so like I mentioned, in the process, when any trimmings that come from the initial raw material, those get chopped up. If a wheel
2: mm-hmm.
1: breaks in testing or whatever, say we overheated it and compromised it or something, mm-hmm. it does not go into landfill. It also gets thrown in the in the wood chipper and chopped down. Now those fibers have gotten shorter right. when we've chopped it down, so it cannot be made into a wheel, but it. Like, for example, it can be made into the tire lever, it goes into other goods um, outside of our space that are technically more expensive. Mm. So, it is it can be upcycled, downcycled. And there is a world where potentially you have a hybrid uh, you know, you make something that is using both virgin material and a and part of this chop, the recycled mm. material. So, technically. It's up, down, and and horizontal. Hmm. So, and then to you ask the question: Is it infinitely recyclable? No, but the material can be virtu- It can be recycled uh, up to eight times. Okay, so it can be th- heated, chopped. You know that tire lever can be thrown back into the wood chip wood chipper, uh, made into another product. And it's just finding that in usage. Right. And then, I mean, most of these things eight times, right? Like that's well beyond our lifetime.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, on par with other plastic materials, right? Like a milk jug, you can only recycle that so many times and uh, eventually it kind of reaches the end of its life cycle. And then also, I guess what we're saying too, is because those carbon fibers are getting chopped up, it's no longer like a structural material necessarily, unless it is like a smaller scale kind of item.
1: I guess, yes and no. I mean, there are Again, I'm not a, I'm not an engineer, but I mean, straight up, you could make linkage.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. so, you know, there's things of of that nature that could be made.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It will be cool to definitely see the things that are made from that material. Or is there anywhere that people can recycle their fusion fiber rims currently? Can they send them back to forge and bond or like, what's, what's sort of the process for that?
1: Yeah. So we do it all in house. Hmm. Yeah. If, if unfortunately something happened and, you know, we have a a lifetime warranty you know, you know, it's, it's really an easy process. Just contact us and we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. And, and yeah, you send us the wheels we're obviously going to inspect it and learn from it and then throw them in the wood chipper.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, we mentioned that like, like failure of rims and damaged rims that people happen to break in one way or another what what is the process like how are you guys sort of cataloging that and what what can you learn from a failure uh, of a rim yeah it's a
1: good question i mean to be honest we don't i mean we're, all, we're one we're very new right, right. so yeah. uh,
0: fortunately not a lot of failures to learn from yet
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and hopefully never i mean in, in all reality you're failure rate should be, you know, less than 1%, right? Mm, on yeah. your warranty yeah. rate. That's a warranty rate. And, you know, obviously we we do all our internal testing and we have some of the world's best athletes and stuff. So we go through stages of of testing product to see where the limit's on all sides, so whether that's weight or strength and mm-hmm. what's going to work. So in that process, yeah, we take things to to failure and there's a lot to learn mm. there, right? And, yeah, That's that's discovering of materials, new materials, Mm -hmm. different polymers, you know, different layups, different rim shapes, different widths. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you take a look at the EM30 sidewall, that's a four millimeter thick sidewall, Mm -hmm. you know, where a lot of a lot of rims are, you know, half that.
0: Yeah. And that's that's good for reducing pinch flats, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's something we, you know, we learn from testing and failure and
0: right yeah interesting well I mean we've been talking a lot about obviously you're representing forge and bond um, and we're talking about fusion fiber which is a material right like it's not it's not forge and bonds material it's uh, I believe CSS composites is the company that sort of I don't know what's the word they make it they designed it fusion fiber is that is that the right
1: Yeah. So, CSS is a manufacturer, right? Okay. You know, uh, that's the easiest way to look at it. Okay. Um, Kind of a maybe a uh, another business example would be like looking at Gore Tex a bit. Mm -hmm. So, like fusion fiber is Gore Tex,
0: right? The material. Yeah. So,
1: in that sense, and that's where fusion. Yeah, fusion fiber is being used in in uh, numerous other. Okay. places outside of bike wheels you know css mm. specifically yeah is 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 bike wheels and forge and bond and but uh yeah there's there's a lot of other spaces in automotive and motorsports and um aerospace and mm-hmm. that where where this material is is being utilized
0: yeah Yeah. And other brands are using, uh, fusion fiber. You know, we actually first saw fusion fiber in, uh, wheels from, I think maybe it was Revel or was it Evil? I know both of them are using fusion fiber. So like, what was the thinking behind sort of like licensing or maybe not licensing, like selling the material to other brands versus creating like, uh, you know, a brand that's, that's owned by CSS composites.
1: Yeah, no, um, really good question. I wasn't there
0: <laughs> uh,
1: at CSS <laughs> yeah. when you know, the the original business format was developed. So CSS is the manufacturer of Evil Wheels of Revel,
0: um, okay. and
1: and that's why they, you know they're done with Fusion Fiber, Chris King as well. Now I can tell you why Forge and Bond was created uh, f- within that portfolio yeah. and that was basically Fortune bonds is, is the advanced best way to put it is it's the advanced concepts group okay. of css so um knowing the capabilities i mean fusion fiber thermoplastics like that is our expertise right mm-hmm. and that is our only focus we're okay. not trying to to be a hub brand or a bike brand or whatever else right mm-hmm. we we want to show the world and evolve the production of thermoplastics and and with our own brand that lets us mm. do it how we want to do it move at right. the pace we want to move at go the places we want to go and try the things that we want to try
2: right
0: mm. yeah and so you kind of alluded to it um, multiple times, I think, during our conversation that for now, this is fusion fiber is something that's being used for bike rims, um, but potentially are there other uses like, um, and in particular, like if there are other uses, do you need to like tweak the material or the process or like what's, what's kind of the path toward maybe seeing fusion fiber in things like handlebars or bike frames?
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It the possibilities. I'm not gonna say they're endless, but the, it's <laughs> it's vast. Yeah, it, it's vast, both from examples you just mentioned to again the amount of things we could potentially make out of recycle hmm. material
2: too. Well, right, yeah,
1: and and the processes there are some will be very very similar, and some will some would be would be different. Hmm. So I, I don't know exactly how to answer the question 100, percent but it, the answer is certainly yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to. I can't mention exactly where we're going, but I, mm-hmm. I have clearly um, alluded to things, and if you notice too, we we do mention ourselves as a component brand, not mm. just a wheel brand,
2: right? So yeah,
1: um, gotcha. Certainly, wheels are our focus, and that that line will be one of the elements that is that grows the fastest for us Mm -hmm. yeah so you know stay tuned
2: yeah for for sure sure. cool uh
1: we are not just an enduro wheel and a gravel wheel brand we will be (laughs) we'll, we'll have more offerings
0: yeah yeah, that that makes sense. Um, well, yeah. Well, what is next uh, that you can tell us for Forge and Bond? Are are we going to see in the near future other wheel sizes or wheel options, or what's what's kind of like the near term plan?
1: Yeah, uh, so as I mentioned, we're 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 targeted to be a full line, you know, full line wheel mm. program. Okay, absolutely, say that with confidence. So you name it, we'll have it for you. Mm-hmm. And and the breath so the breadth of the line, you know, from different um categories to different entry points as well, the line will get get significantly larger quickly.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, Travis, uh, thanks so much for talking to us about carbon fiber manufacturing and how Forge and Bond and Fusion Fiber is kind of taking this to the next level and and developing a new, whole new process. Yeah definitely learned a lot. So, so thanks.
1: Yeah. Likewise, Jeff it was a pleasure. Thanks for having us.
0: Well, you can find out more about, uh, the wheels that forge and bond, uh, is selling on their website. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, and you can also check out, uh, some good information on their website about the process behind fusion fiber and how all of that works. So I've got this week. We'll talk to you again next week.